Dakotans. Hello, South Dakotans. Welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show, aiming to keep America, its citizens, and minds free. Now, here's your host, Daryl Root. Hello, and welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show, episode 78. Today's main topic is digital ID IDs. We'll get to that in a minute, but first my usual shout out to Danheim, the provider of all my music. They allow me to use their music for free in exchange for a shout out. You can find them on Facebook, Spotify, and a number of other places. You can also help the show by subscribing to YouTube and any of my other channels. Please subscribe even if you don't watch it that often. It helps with the algorithms. It helps to bump me up in the categories and the search results. So I would appreciate that very much if you give me a hand doing that. So as everybody knows, I start off the first half of the show with tidbits. So let's get to that right away. Automakers and tech companies face a bumpy road to clearing regulatory roadblocks to deploying autonomous vehicles, that is, self-driving cars, without human controls on public roads, industry officials and lawmakers said. Last week, Ford and Volkswagen said they would shutter self-driving startup Argo AI, saying the technology was a long way off, as are rules around the technology as well. Legislation in Congress has been stalled for more than five years, including the scope of consumer and legal protections, which I will get to later. In July, NHTSA, part of the U.S. Department of Transportation, asks the regulatory agency to grant exemptions to deploy up to 2,500 self-driving vehicles without human controls like steering wheels and brake pedals annually per manufacturer, so that would be tens of thousands perhaps. No automaker seeks approval to self-driving vehicles to consumers at this point in time, however. The prospects in a new Congress that begins in January are deeply uncertain, and the legislation has faced some strong resistance from labor unions and groups representing plaintiffs' attorneys. And there, of course, is the rub. There is the issue. Lawyers. If there is an accident, who is responsible in a self-driving? self-driving vehicle accident the owner of the vehicle the manufacturer of the vehicle you know if the owner can't steer it and can't break it he shouldn't be responsible if it's fully autonomous i would think it would be in a manufacturer does that mean we no longer need vehicle insurance you know self-driving cars are causing accidents the manufacturer should be paying for the insurance number two this is in Shanghai, in China, in what is believed to be a world's first. China's commercial capital of Shanghai this week introduced a new type of COVID-19 vaccine that is inhaled rather than administered via injection. In other words, it's an aerosol. And now the first people are starting to receive the vaccine which is inhaled via the mouth from a vessel that looks like a takeout cup of coffee with a short mouthpiece installed on it. 
Our body's first line of defense is the mucous membrane of our respiratory system, a doctor said. And we want that to be directly stimulated to improve immunity. And using the inhaled vaccine does that. Dr. Zhou Hui, I'm assuming that's how his name is pronounced, is the chief medical officer at the Shanghai United Family Hospital in Pudong. Does anyone see a problem with this besides just me? Can you see can you say vaccines and other forced medications being employed in air systems such as mall and corporate air conditioning systems? If you don't want the vaccine, hey, we'll just put it in our air conditioning system and you're going to get it whether you want it or not. This is an invasion of my bodily privacy because you know that's where it will be heading. Commenting on what he said was the first use of the technology, Erwin Lowe, Chief Medical Officer at St. Vincent's Health in Australia, said the advent of inhaled vaccines was important not only because of their potential to guard against infection, but also because they could lessen vaccine hesitancy. Or is that strictly because they can be forced on people without their knowledge? I kind of think it's the latter. He also said there is a large proportion of people who are resistant to take the vaccine because they have needle phobia. They may not articulate it, but that's what's in their mind, he said. No, that's not why people don't want the vaccine. Grow up, sir. Number three, McDonald's Corporation has beat quarterly comparable sales and profit estimates on Thursday, helped by higher menu prices and an increase in restaurant traffic from inflationary customers looking for value meals. Like other fast food chains, McDonald's raised prices at its as its burger of its burgers and fries, excuse me, to keep up with surging commodity and labor costs. The U.S. menu prices rose over 10% in the third quarter ending September versus the prior year. Despite that, however, consumers are still flocking to the chain from more expensive restaurants in Europe and the United States. Comparable sales in the United States, the company's biggest market rose 6.1% in the quarter, helped by the higher prices. Unlike the last recession when McDonald's relied on its dollar menu to retain low-income consumers, the chain plans to ride out the expected economic downturn using digital orders and delivery. Even so, McDonald's revenue fell 5% to $5.87 billion, and net income fell 8% to $1.98 billion, or still nearly a 34% profit margin. You know, we scream and holler about big oil, which has a profit margin of maybe 7%, 8%, and maybe it's 9 or 10 now with the high prices, give or take, each and every year. But hey, where's the outrage over McDonald's prices? They could easily lower their prices and still make big money. Number four, mere hours after Elon Musk kicked off a new era at Twitter, the billionaire owner was deluged with pleas and demands from banned account holders and world leaders. Well, that's only logical. Who didn't see that coming? Any new person taking over would have been flooded with requests. 
The flood of requests underscore the challenge that Musk faces, balancing the promise to restore free speech while preventing the flat platform from descending into a hellscape, as he said. Hey, Elon, now that you own Twitter, will you help fight back against Trudeau's online censorship bill C-11? Tweeted one person by the name of Canada Proud, an organization to work an organization working to vote out the Canadian Prime Minister, to which Musk replied simply, first I've heard of it. Musk also tweeted on Friday that Twitter will form a content moderation council with widely diverse viewpoints. Uh, this should be interesting. Exactly what kind of censorship are we going to get? And that no major decisions on moderation or account reinstatements will be made before it convenes. Musk also plans to scrap permanent bans on users, which would be good, Bloomberg said, citing a person familiar with the matter. Despite an appeal to advertisers on Thursday that he hoped to make Twitter the most respected advertising platform in the world, at least one major automaker, GM, said it temporarily paused its advertising and was working to understand the direction of the platform under their new ownership. Musk has indicated that he sees Twitter as a foundation for creating a super app that involves everything from money transfers to shopping and ride hailing. And you know what I think of apps. Most apps are proprietary software that spy on you. Go directly to the website, people. Musk also faces a challenge building revenue given that the controversial opinions he appears to want to give more of a free reign to are often unpalatable to advertisers. Hey, you know, if you're going to play the censorship game, you're going to be pissing off one side or the other. I mean, conservatives will pull out if you allow liberal content. The liberals will pull out if you allow conservative content. Maybe we should all just be a little get, bit less political and just try to get along. As the news of the deal spread, Twitter users were quick to flag their willingness to walk away. I will be happy to leave in a heartbeat if Musk, well, acts as we all expect him to, said one user. Well, let me tell you as a one-time business owner, Contrary to popular opinion, we don't necessarily want everybody's business. Some of you are just a major pain in the ass, and we can do without you. Number five. Let me see how I am here on time. We're doing good. A Massachusetts woman who released a swarm of bees. <laughs> Or in sheriff deputies as they tried to serve an eviction notice is facing multiple assault and battery charges, authorities said. Oh, yeah, great. Miss Woods and other protesters maintain that they were trying to prevent a wrongful eviction. The homeowner, Alton King, brought evidence of a bankruptcy stay to court the next day, at which point everything should have stopped, said Grace Ross of the Massachusetts Alliance Against Predatory Lending. Apparently, if you're in bankruptcy, they can't kick you out. At least that's what I assume. The woman's lawyer did not immediately respond to a voicemail left by the Associated Press who wrote this article. Hamden County deputies were met by protesters when they went to King's home, according to the official department report. 
Woods arrived in an SUV, towing a trailer, carrying a beehives, and started shaking them. Breaking the cover off one and causing hundreds of bees to swarm out and initially sting one deputy, according to the report. Woods, who put on a beekeeper suit to protect herself, was eventually handcuffed, but not before several more Sheriff's Department employees were stung, including three who are allergic to bees, the report said. When Woods was told that several officers were allergic, she said, Oh, good, you're allergic. Good. I guess that's one situation that buzzed out of control. Yeah, I added a pun. All right, so with that, we're going to take a break. I'll be back in about 50 seconds. For all things Dakota Rustler related, please visit dakotarustler.org. The website contains links to media sites, a merchandise store, and a button to donate to the show. Your support helps to pay for expenses of production, as well as research time. Feedback is appreciated, and comments or topic ideas can be sent to the email address listed on the website. Sponsorships are also available if you have a business to promote. Now, back to the show. back to the Dakota Rustler show to the main topic today's main topic is digital IDs but before that just a reminder that this show is available on iHeart Spotify tune in telegram and YouTube Japan has stepped up its push to catch up on digitization by telling a reluctant public they have to sign up they have to for digital IDs or possibly lose access to their public health insurance. This, my friends, is a major reason not to put your health in the hands of the government. Everything the government gives you can be taken away at any time and they will blackmail you into doing whatever they want. As the naming implies, the initiative is about assigning numbers to people, similar to social security numbers in the U.S., which is pretty much our form of digital ID. It's tied to just about everything. Many Japanese worry that the information might be misused or that their personal information might be stolen. Well, yeah, that's nothing new. Some view the My Number effort as a violation of their right to privacy, and of course, they would be correct in all cases. The system that kicked off in 2016 has never fully caught on, thank goodness. Many Japanese conduct much of their business in person with cash, as I do whenever possible. I do not digitize my life if I can help it. Some bureaucratic procedures can be done online, but many Japanese offices still require people bringing paper forms to offices. Now the government is asking people to apply for a plastic My Number card equipped with microchips and photos to be linked to driver's licenses and a public health insurance plan. Well, ain't that just fantastic? Like I said... Put your hand, put your health in the hands of the government. You're only asking for trouble. 
Health insurance cards now in use, which lack photos, will be discontinued in late 2024, and people will be required to use my number cards instead. Again, what government gives can be taken away. Go back to that health care threat. That has drawn a backlash with online petition demanding a continuation of the current health cards, drawing more than 100,000 signatures in a few days. Opponents of the chains say that the current system has been working for decades and want to keep it. In addition, the reluctance to go digital extends beyond the healthcare system. After numerous scandals over leaks and other mistakes, many Japanese distrust the government's handling of data as they should. They also are wary about government overreach, partly a legacy of authoritarian regimes before and during World War II. Seiko Fujimori, who works in the music copyright business, says she's supposed to get a my number information from the people she deals with, but many balk at giving it out. And no one is all that surprised she has trouble getting that information, given how unpopular it is. So yes, Japanese citizens are fighting back. All hail to the Japanese citizens. Something drastic may have to happen for people to accept such changes. Let me repeat that. Something drastic may have to happen. You know what that means. There's resistance playing out everywhere, he said. There are too many people worried their jobs are going to disappear. These people see digitization as a negation of their past work. And, of course, the drastic thing that may happen may have to happen is people being threatened with their health care and threatened with whatever else the government can come up with. The process of getting an existing My Number digitized is time-consuming and very analog, as it turns out. One must fill out and mail forms sent by mail, so it's kind of funny. We're incorporating an analog system for something that's to be digitized. Yeah, okay. Uh, what else? Last month's initial deadline was extended, but only about half of the Japanese population have a my number, according to the government. They keep failing in anything digital, and we have no memories of successful digital transformation by the government, says Nobihiyashi, a consultant and technology expert. Koishi Kurosawa, and I hope I'm pronouncing these Japanese names correctly, Secretary General at the National Confederation of Trade Unions, a one million member grouping of labor unions, said people would be happy with digitization if it made their work easier and shorter, but it was doing just the opposite at many Japanese workplaces. People feel this is about allocating numbers to people the way they have teams or the way teams have numbers on their uniforms. They are worried that it will lead to tighter surveillance. What, you don't like being numbered like a piece of cattle? That's all we are to government's people or cattle. On Monday, Prime Minister Fumio Kishida acknowledged concerns about my number cards. He told lawmakers in Parliament that the old health insurance cards will be phased out, but the government will arrange for people to continue to use their public health insurance if they are paying into a health plan. Japan's Minister of Digital Affairs, Taro Kono, acknowledged in a recent interview with the Associated Press that more is needed to persuade the people of the benefits of going digital. 
No, there is no digitization at Trump's privacy. More is needed. Well, maybe if you could secure everything, people might be willing. But no, don't go digital, people. Avoid it. But hey, then again, right here in uh, America, the way young people of today give up their info without a second thought, like Karl Marx said, feed them socialism a little bit at a time and soon they will become cattle. Well, that's not his exact words, but it's the general theory of what happened. You know, government's been slowly feeding us socialism forever. Now we're digitizing everything in the world and we're becoming cattle to the government if we weren't before. Anyway, with that, you know the mantra. Question authority and always be free. Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of DL Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their affiliates. Any unauthorized use of this show is prohibited. Until next time, have a great day, and don't forget to subscribe.